Welcome back, folks, to the Mel Wright Show. It's episode 270. We've got a great guest, Jason Java, with us. Plus, I've got Robert Newman, my great co-host, with us. So, Robert, can you quickly introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Yeah, my name is Robert Newman. I am an SEO and inbound marketing specialist with a uh, uh, that's been focused on residential real estate for the last 13 years. If you want to learn more about me, you can do so at inboundrem.com. But more importantly, I will teach you how to do digital marketing and you can find that on my website as well. And I'm the founder of MailRiot, a online platform, uh, all-embracing platform at an affordable price that will get you quality leads, utilizing the power of Facebook. So, Jason, can you give us a very, very quick intro, a quick 20-second intro about yourself and about Vista Homes? Yeah, definitely. I'm uh, 32 years old, live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I run a company called Vista Homes. Um, We do roughly $20 million a year in revenue. It's myself and a business partner, and we have eight employees. And what we specialize in is um, infill development and construction. So what that means is within a few miles of uptown Charlotte, and, um, you know, what we're really looking for on our opportunities is, is really primarily adding density and we target a lot of millennial buyers, dual income, no kids. Right. And um, we thought we'd have Jason on because he's a great guy. And also he's, he, his companies spend a lot of time and money on digital advertising and gener- generating leads for their company. And also they try and build relationships with their local real estate agent community. So, I think we'll start off with, Jason, you know, in the pre-show chat we were having, you've done an amazing feat of building up your company from very modest beginnings to a substantial amount of gross turnover. It's it's a great achievement. So on this road of using digital marketing, um, this year, next year, what are the, the main platforms that you're going to utilize and spend the most money and effort to try and attract your clientele? Yeah, our approach on marketing in general is we we really try to do a little bit of everything, honestly. So, you know, we've had success from even signs out, you know, at our properties. But then on top of that, you know, we feel like digital social is really you know, where everything is moving. And obviously platforms like Facebook and Instagram have been revolutionary for small, medium-sized businesses to reach their target audience. So, you know, we have a marketing budget of, you know, around, you know, just over six figures essentially. And, you know, we try to spread it around in all different areas, but we do a lot of Facebook, Instagram, we do pay-per-click ads. Um, We're really trying to get uh, more kind of on social creating content. So we have um, companies that we'll use to help kind of create videos of different topics, or maybe we'll do testimonial videos with clients. So we've seen a lot of success in those areas as well. Um, for us, with the size company we are now, we we have third-party companies that help us with our marketing and kind of help kind of create the keywords. And we kind of look at those reports, um, you know, once a month and try to tweak things as we kind of see leads coming in. All right. I'm going to put it over to Robert. Robert, likes his data he likes specifics so be prepared jason over (laughs) to you robert 
actually, it's kind of funny that you teed me up that way because because I was going to ask some specifics, but before I did, I was I was curious about something you said. It seems to me like you're collecting as assets to hand over to your vendors. Uh, you're you're collecting videos. Did I did I understand that correctly? Like you're collecting video testimonials, or you're doing written testimonials that your marketing companies are then repackaging and advertising for you. So we do a little bit of both, but um, but we do video testimonials. So what we do is we have a company where we're, we'll do two videos a month. So they'll kind of be professionally producing it. And then we'll have different topics. And one topic we've had success with is having, you know, customers that are very happy with the process, love Vista Homes. And, um, you know, we found like a lot of engagement of just, you know, a quick kind of testimonial. They they, and they kind of professionally produce it. I don't think you need to professionally produce everything when you're first starting out. But now that we have a little bit of a budget, we try to kind of get something that's a little bit more professionally produced. I got you. So so just for my own clarity and also for the clarity of everybody listening. So here's what I think that I understand that you both do and how you get your clients for doing it. So you're a new home developer. You you and your team are building entire developments of homes, and then you're turning around and selling those homes. So I would imagine that part of your process is making sure that people are arriving to the Vista Homes website and they're booking appointments with your sales team. Is that basically how this whole operation works? That's a big piece of the operation. And then on the other side, I handle a lot of like the acquisitions as well. So there's a separate kind of marketing arm of, of finding opportunities as well. So they're kind of two, two in one there. Okay. So acquisitions being you're going to buy other people's developments, you're going to buy land. What, it, what, it, what are you acquiring? If I just again. Yeah, definitely. Our, our kind of core, but uh, we look for is a project that's going to be anywhere from two to 15 units. So it could be land, it could be an existing home. And then per the zoning of Charlotte, um, we you know, will generally knock down a home if it's there or if it's raw land, and then we'll develop to you know, what we can per density, what we think makes sense for the area, what kind of product we think makes sense. And then on the backside, you know, since we're kind of full turnkey in-house, um, we have a sales team that's looking to you know, place buyers in those homes as well. Okay. Is most of the marketing that we're discussing right now, is it mostly to feed? I mean, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking granularly and you as a business owner are probably thinking globally, but grand, yeah. in a very granular, like granular way, are you trying to feed your sales team with leads using these marketing efforts that you're discussing? Yes. Yes, we are. Okay. So, so, and to do that, you've got this marketing company that's doing repackaging a couple of videos for you. They're testimonial videos that gets the phone ringing from potentially new clients. You said you were looking at keyword reports. You're in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I'm just curious, keyword reports, what are a couple of segments of these reports that, that like, Okay, so you're looking at them like, have you made major decisions or told people to target? Like, are you only going for broad terms like new homes in Charlotte? Or are you, have you found some interesting sidelines that maybe it's worth mentioning on the podcast? Yeah, I feel like we're having pretty good success with some in the neighborhood specific um, marketing terms because people kind of, you know, maybe they live in that neighborhood, maybe they live in an apartment near those neighborhoods. So we do find some success getting down to like the neighborhood level. Um, and then, you know, in general, each month, we're kind of looking to see like what our reach is per spend. How does that look year over year? 
I think for us, you know, for me being a little bit more analytical global, I'm saying, okay, like based on this much revenue and industry standards, like we have this much of a budget. And then I have like our sales slash marketing team kind of working with our third party companies to kind of formulate. And then each quarter we're going through and saying, okay, this is what we spent in all these different areas. Do we want to tweak it? How is this kind of, how is the run rate looking? Are we on budget? I got you. So let me let me repeat back to what I think I heard you say. You you've gotten to the pl- point where you're so you're big enough that you even have other people besides yourself handling the marketing decisions and working with the vendors. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of a little bit more high level looking at it, you know, once a month and then, you know, a little bit of a more deeper dive into the numbers on a quarterly basis. Did you choose the vendors to start with? Did you assign the vendor to your marketing team or did they bring the the vendor to you and say, can we please use this person? It was a collaborative effort. So in the beginning, we used someone that was a little bit of a more national company um, and they were specialized in working with home builders nationally. And what we found was we, as being kind of like this niche infill product, benefited more from someone that was local, that understood the market, understood the neighborhoods, understood the areas we were talking about because a lot of our projects aren't. So we don't develop like a whole neighborhood necessarily, but we may have like four homes in in one neighborhood and then a, a few duplexes, you know, a, a mile away. So we're very specific in terms of what we're looking for and where we're looking, but we're not your traditional builder that's going to go build a 30 unit, you know, single family, put a gate at the front kind of development. We're, we're more infill kind of one-off projects, if that makes sense. I got you. So, John, you know me. I can keep doing this forever. Mm-hmm. I have every question he answers. I have four other questions, and I don't want to. I don't want to take up the whole show with my my marketing statistics nonsense. So, why don't you? Why don't you it's tee like, up? Uh... It's not. It's not nonsense. <laughs> it's rather important. But I got a quick question, and then we probably throw it over for one last question from you, Robert, before we go for our break. But uh, as you were speaking, Jason, I was. I was thinking about our pre-show chat where you where you were saying that a lot of your clientele or a lot of people that have moved that are looking to buy homes in Charlotte are coming from out of state. They're actually so how does that fit into you targeting local areas? Or are you supplying digital content that explains the different areas of Charlotte that would be of interest to these out-of-state people. Is that also something you're doing? Yeah, we do both. So we do have the statistics and tracking to know like where some of our leads are coming. And we see some stuff in the Northeast and New York and some stuff in the Midwest and Ohio and Chicago. And then what we also do is we create videos that are going to be just content driven around Vista Homes, but then also content driven around the different neighborhoods so that people can learn a little bit more and hopefully kind of find the videos pretty engaging. And at that point, I think that as people kind of see our brand, see that we know the neighborhoods pretty well and can see some of our products, it's, you know, pretty um, interesting and they want to kind of be, you know, understand what Vista Homes does and what our what products we offer. So before I throw it over to Robert, you, you seem to have, would I be right, you got like two main um clientele areas you've got the local people that in this millennium age group that would your product would appeal to them and then you've got this out of state group would that be correct yeah and we find that the out of state group is still that kind of millennial yeah. home buyer dual income no kids uh, most of our buyers but 
It's also if people want to be in a little bit of a more walking uh, area near to bars and restaurants and near the the public transportation, then they find our our homes attractive as well. Oh, that's great. Over to you, Robert. Um, so also at the beginning of the show, and I cannot remember if we went live and we and we actually said this, but at the beginning of the show, you you did mention that your budget for this kind of digital marketing was in the six figures range. Yep. Um, and then you also said that you utilize a number of different platforms. Now, this I know we were we were live and we we're on the show. You were saying, hey, we do Instagram, we do Facebook. Um Wait, like if you had to say what is how you're dividing that, let's just say, you know, $10,000 a month, that's 100% of the pie, 70% goes to who? Like who has been most effective and where do you spend most of your dollars? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I'm not 100% sure, to be honest, just because I'm dealing with it on a little bit of a more global level. But I will say that what I find to be like the best content is the videos. And, you know, that's kind of like the the next step that people are doing. So we find the most engagement across our platforms when it's like a, a pretty well done professional video. And we're seeing that those are like the trends of, of what's kind of getting the most eyeballs right now. Okay. Um, so I'm on your website, uh, the Vista Homes website. And I've noticed that you've done a little bit of what I would refer to as SEO optimization. That just is, it's a fancy way of saying that somebody produced some content pages for you. And in those content pages, there were some interesting keywords that I've noticed. And I just want to ask you to see if you actually had something to do with this. So custom home builders is no surprise when I'm looking at Vista. But I am seeing something that says semi-custom homes. Yeah. In Charlotte, North Carolina. Is that a keyword term or is that a real thing? I'm just, this is actually 100% pure curiosity. No, yeah, definitely. So it is a real thing. Um, what we kind of specialize in, you know, on the custom home side. So if a client has a lot and they want us to build a house there, is we want them to kind of stay within the Vista standards and what we're doing. So we're not going to get super custom where you're picking out every single you know, and sourcing different tile from different places. Like you have to stay within the Vista standards, but we're still going to build you a great home. So that's kind of the semi-custom model. So that is a real thing that we do. I got you. We need to go for our break now. And when we come back, we'll be discussing digital marketing with somebody that's got a substantial budget. That's Jason. We'll be back in a few moments. You want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back. We've had a good first half discussing with Jason Java um, from Vista Homes about his marketing strategy for his company. So, Jason, we you, you outlined it. Your target audience is millennials. So what kind of houses are they looking for? And, and also, as just a second question, do they respond differently to your marketing than than other groups, you know? So first of all, yeah. what kind of houses are they looking for? Yeah, our houses range anywhere from 2,000 square feet up to around 3,000 square feet with an attached, a two-car attached garage. 
but really kind of the key elements that people are looking for are pretty standard. So they want an open floor concept. They obviously care about the master suite, master bathroom. Um, outdoor living is very important, especially in Charlotte, where you can really take advantage of that kind of pretty much year round. So those are some of the key elements. And then from a location standpoint, like we discussed, kind of the walkability, um, you know, being able to be kind of close to the restaurants, close to the bars, easy to get to public transportation if they work in uptown Charlotte. So we try to combine all of that with a, with definitely a, a nice design and, you know, up on the trends and uh, making sure that, you know, everything that we're kind of packaging together is what our buyers are looking for. All right. Over to you, Robert. Um, so I'm going to take this in a different direction. I've never asked this question before, but now I'm, I'm again, I'm on your website and uh, I am noticing what I perceive to be some kind of interesting architectural differences, some real sloped roofs and stuff like that. I don't talk architecture all that often, but, uh, but after doing this for 13 years, I've probably seen hundreds of thousands of homes, like no joke, because I got, it's part of what I for do sure. for my job is I, I'm looking at websites and they always have, as no surprise, homes on them. I'm seeing some really unique ones here. Who is like, how are you coming up with your architectural designs? Is this, are you the architect? Do you have somebody working with you that's the architect? Uh, I'm yeah, kind of- my, my business partner uh, has a little bit of an eye for it, but then he also heads up kind of developing the plans. We work with different, a couple of different architects uh, and we have a designer that's been with us for a bunch of years now. So, you know, we try to be a little bit design forward so that we're not kind of, you know, I feel like we kind of set the trends in our little market versus, you know, being the last to move to a trend. So, you know, I, th- I don't think we're afraid to take chances like you're talking about with kind of sloped roofs and different things like that, especially if we're kind of seeing through the trends of like things you see on Pinterest and Instagram, if we're starting to see those trends where we're not afraid to try to, you know, execute them in a manner that people are going to enjoy, that's also, you know, somewhat cost effective for the business as well. So, and and this is, I think that, that I'm asking this question for our audience, for all the entrepreneurs and, and real estate investors, because we do have those people listening to the show because it's a, it's, it's a show about marketing for residential. I wouldn't say they're the vast majority of our audience, but I would say there's, they exist. So here's, here's my question. When, as a business owner, you're looking at design or curb appeal would be a more common term. Yeah. Um, what percentage of importance do you, put, do you place for that in your entire business plan? So, so design is there. You've got marketing, business savvy cost-effectiveness, these are all elements that you personally have to pay attention to as the owner of Vista. But, but what does curb appeal, how, what percentage of importance do you place that for your business? Yeah, curb appeal is definitely very important. I would say that when we go into projects, we kind of have an idea of what size product, what areas we're looking to do. But then from there, I mean, curb appeal, I mean, it's the first thing that a buyer is going to see. So I would say that over time, we've you know gotten better and better at designing homes with good curb appeal. I'd say in the beginning, we, you know, when we first did our first couple homes, we were a little bit more, you know, shy, tentative. Like we didn't want to be too out there, to be honest. And I think that that's a good learning thing, though. I mean, in the beginning, you may not want to take big chances, especially if you only have a couple of homes going on. It, it doesn't hurt to kind of see what other people are doing and try to do something pretty similar. And then as you kind of grow and you do some more homes, you can kind of take some chances and then also tweak it as you go. 
Um, but you know, some of the design elements can start to cost cost more as well. So you want to kind of sprinkle them in a little bit as you go. If you start to change everything, then you can kind of run into cost issues pretty quickly. I I totally feel everything you said, and that was a great answer. But I am going to ask my question again. I'm just saying percentage wise, if you just had to arbitrage, like you know, kind of just gut it and say, yeah, in the overall pro, like the for the overall home, it's probably like you know, 25%, but I would say that the floor plan, the layout is a significant for me, I would say is closer to 50 plus percent of, of the total pie. So, so floor plan, 50% curb appeal, 25. Did I hear that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe floor plans even a little bit higher. Okay. Um, so, so, and that's just me. I, I just get curious about other people's business. So for those of you who are listening to the show, and especially if you happen to be a home builder of some kind. Uh, I'm on the Vista Home site. Uh, getting a compliment from me, anybody will tell you it's it's high praise because I'm I'm very critical. But there is one element about your site that's interactive, which means it's good for SEO, which most people wouldn't even know. But um, they have a thing on their site where it says filter by square feet. It's a clever way of doing a gallery that shows what the max square feet is. It's actually not hard to do from a development standpoint, but it is really cool. Because you move this slider up and down, you play with it, and you get these different homes that pop up. For anybody that's looking for something kind of interesting and unique, I strongly suggest you go to Vista Homes and just take a quick look. And it's actually vistahomesclt.com. So that's my plug. But I don't plug anybody unless I actually look at something and I go, oh, this is super cool. I appreciate Um, that. So this is a really neat element. Whoever built your website for you came up with a, a very clever... You have to have something different on the site. You just do if you want your site to do anything organically, which you're obviously not all that focused on. But uh, this is a really cool element. And I, I, I deeply, I'm, I'm enjoying it. John, save me here because I'm just digging myself into a deeper and deeper hole. Yeah, I'm looking at the website and I've got a question. Um, obviously, these millennials, um are they for? Are they you know a diverse group? The media makes out a lot of millennials are burdened, burden burden with student debt, and um, they're just about to kill themselves. But I'm looking at some of your pricing. Are these mostly first time buyers, or or they have already got a property and they're moving to Charlotte from some other area, but or are they first-time buyers? Uh, a lot of our buyers actually are first-time buyers, even though it's a pretty high price point. Um, in That's Charlotte, what I was going to say to yeah, you. there's uh, a lack of like housing availability. So, you know, a lot of our clients, yeah, they have, you know, two, you know, pretty strong professionals that are making pretty good money. So they're not maybe saddled with the same, like you said, the millennials that are kind of saddled by the student debt that you, you know, really read about and, you know, that the media talks about, which is, is obviously a real thing, but our buyers tend to, you know, probably have, have worked a bunch of years and, and are not saddled by that student debt for the most part, or they're so able to purchase <coughs> a pretty expensive home. So you've been doing this for about, I think you said you, you entered the, you started in 2012, 2013. Yeah. So basically, have you migrated into this niche of, Highly, you know, because I'm looking at the interiors, I can tell you spend a lot of time and money with your settings and the way the interiors look. Um, 
So was it a gradual move into the millennium sector? Yeah, it definitely was. So we kind of started out and we were purchasing a bunch of different types of properties. So I mentioned like some of our, you know, our first project was a small condo renovation. And just over the years, we kind of um, moved from that to larger renovations, to large additions, and then to new construction. And we just found that for us, uh, new construction provided the best margins and the best ability to kind of produce a repeatable product that that worked well in the opportunities that we were seeing. And I'll say that over time, like our marketing has really changed. So in the beginning, you know, we were sending some yellow letters on the acquisition side. And I think some of my big takeaways on the marketing side was kind of to always be tracking it, always to be very consistent with marketing and, you know, the strategies and things that we've done over time have changed. But, you know, the core concept, the core principle has always kind of been there. And I think that our success can really be kind of, is really a product of our ability to kind of market and brand our business. Now, the other side of your business, which you are very involved, I think I'm correct, is the purchasing of properties. Um, And in a lot of areas, you know, the market's very fluid at the present moment because of the pandemic and other factors. But a lot of areas, um, a lot of agents would say their main problem is there are no houses to sell there on so what have been effective because you've got very two different sides of your business you've got this millennium and then you've got the purchasing side what are some of the things that have really worked on the purchasing side yeah so that's really evolved over time uh, and you know right now a lot of what we is really a lot of it's based on our brand so over time by you know kind of the different things that we've done and being consistent and making sure we're doing digital and SEO and everything kind of together has created our brand where now a lot of people will bring us opportunities. And then for us, it's like we have a pretty deep knowledge of zoning and how to add density and what projects make sense for the business and what people are looking for. So it's a little bit more of our brand has now funneling our leads but you know, prior to that, it was like I've mentioned, we started out doing some yellow letters. Then we, you know, started driving around the neighborhoods to locate homes that we thought would be of interest and getting in touch with them. We've, you know, done cold calling. So we've done a little bit of everything throughout. Um, But now we're really fortunate that, you know, the brand is kind of, you know, having people bring us opportunities. So I think for your audience, you know, that just kind of goes to, uh, you know, always kind of working on your brand, your marketing. It's super important. I think that, you know, people see our business and they see a pretty house, but behind that is, a lot of marketing, a lot of consistent branding, consistent videos, and consistently, you know, making sure that people know who Vista Homes is and what we're all about. So, when are they mostly owners that approach you, or do you get uh, a mixture of where an agent's actually got representing the owner, and but they they want a quick sell, and they know that you got the cash reserves to buy. And it's going to be at a discount, but you don't. You're not absolutely terrible to work with. Exactly. Um, is yeah, that, it's, is it's that the mixture. scenario? Yeah, it's a mixture. You know, we will have homeowners that, you know, for example, we had one recently where they saw our sign out there and they sent us a letter actually saying that they were interested in selling, and I gave them a call, and it's one that we're working on currently. Um, and then we also have, you know, agents that know us, they know that, you know, we're going to, if we say we're going to, you know, move forward on a purchase, we move forward on it. And they know that we know the areas. And yes, sometimes for a quick sale, they're, they're interested in working with us. And we try to be as 
fair and reasonable as possible. Obviously, we have to, you know, make sure that the risk and the reward and everything makes sense on our end. But we definitely make sure that for our agents and for people that bring us opportunities that we're really easy to work with. Another thing that I, I try to pride myself on is if people have questions or if they want to understand what what you know we might be able to pay for something, I always try to make myself available to help people understand pricing so that you know they will come to me when they have an opportunity and, and they know that they can trust me. But I'm also adding value by teaching them, you know, how we look at opportunities as well. Mm. You got one got one time for one more final question, Robert. Have you got one? Uh, I do, but it's hyper specific. Um, so, well, I took a look at, again, looking at your website, you know, professional curiosity, I'm probably one of the only people, you know, like, have you ever seen an artist and then somebody signs the painting digital marketing companies sign their product. They usually do so by putting a, a little thing at the bottom of the site website designed by so-and-so in your case, the site seems to be developed by a company named blue Corona, but blue Corona is identifying them as a home services digital marketing company. And I'm just kind of curious to know if this is the hyper-local company that you mentioned, or if this is the national company and you moved away from them because just because they built the site doesn't mean that you had to continue to use them for your, for your marketing. Yeah. Blue Corona was the first marketing company that we worked with. Um, it's actually my business partner. His wife is a part owner in that business. Then we actually had a, the national company after that that kind of came in and specialized in residential kind of home building. And okay. now the the local company is called Yellow Duck, and that's who we use currently. So Blue Corona is actually kind of a little bit of a, you know, family relationship tie kind of thing. And then, um, you know, we've kind of pivoted throughout and they focus a little bit more on, um, I believe, like working with HVAC companies and some other areas. Gotcha. And that's what it seemed like, which is very, see, I'm a, I'm a real estate guy. And, and it's funny because every, <laughs> there's so much specific stuff, even on the home builder side, which is a more general type of residential real estate than, than having to build a residential real estate site. You're lucky that you're building a development site because actually your website is easier to build than the average realtor's website mm -hmm. is to build because they have to feed live listing feeds into their site which you don't necessarily have to worry about. You only have your inventory. So right. it, is, it is an easier thing to build. But they did a great job on it, especially if they're not specific to home builders. So that must, uh, that must be part of the familial... Well, never, never mind. It doesn't have to be part of the familial relationship, yeah. but it, it seems like they spent a lot of time and energy on your site. And I'm sure... Uh, and it's Some been tweaked that. a lot over the years too. So, yeah. you know, I'm sure that even though it still has the blue Corona on there, there's been a lot of tweaks as well. Not obviously they, they do an awesome job, but well, we've had a bunch of, a web, bunch a of web, tweaks throughout the years. Yeah. A website's never really finished, is it, Jason? If it never is, is it's, not, no. it's not producing any results. So Jason, I think we'll wrap up the show. Um, I'm respectful of your time. So Jason, what's, what's the best way for people to find out more about you and about Vista Homes. Yeah, feel free to follow me on, um, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn. Vista Homes is on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn. Also the website is vistahomesclt.com. Um, also, I'm in the process of uh, working on a podcast as well here, the Charlotte Entrepreneur Podcast. And, you know, we just talk about 
um, for businesses of all sizes, kind of how to uh, grow your business, how to get started, how to gain traction. And we have a lot of um, awesome guests that are in the area, but it also, you know, a lot of the, the ideas and lessons can be um, applied to any business anywhere, really. That's great. And Robert, what's the best way to find for people to find out more about you and what you're up to, Robert? As always, please, if you want to learn something about digital marketing, if you want to understand the platforms that are out there for real estate lead generation, if you want to understand real estate lead conversion or building a marketing plan, basically anything related to real estate marketing, go to inboundrem.com. It's where I pour my blood, sweat, and tears and try to give back to the, to the field that has given so much to me. Yeah. And if you're a first year up to your third year real estate agent and you're looking at an affordable platform that will help you get more success in 2021, go to the Mel Wright website because you're the type of agent that we're looking for to help out. Um, we'll be back next week with another great guest or an internal discussion between me and Robert. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Bye.